Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Full Access OK. This is Skyler Cooper. I'm here with Steve Berg. Howdy. From the KRMG Afternoon News every weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. Of course, on 1023 KRMG, Tulsa's News and Talk. And as we continue in our podcast here, Steve, you know, we were in Broken Arrow a previous week. This time we're headed to the other side of the Tulsa Metro. Yeah, I think we said it before, but one of the reasons we call this podcast Full Access Oklahoma as opposed to Full Access Tulsa is because we want to encourage people to venture out and about and take advantage of what some of Tulsa's suburbs have to offer. We did just that this week, making the short drive out to Sand Springs at Case Community Park. It used to be called River City Park, if you're wondering. It's tucked away next to the Arkansas River just west of Highway 97. It goes a long way, makes a crescent shape for a good mile, mile and a half over to Wakaiba Road. Along that mile and a half, you can find just about everything from a top-notch BMX track to a grade A disc golf course, soccer fields, baseball, softball, splash pad, the list goes on, as well as, according to Sand Springs Parks Director Joe Medlin, the cleanest park bathrooms (laughs) you'll find anywhere. Most importantly, they keep them open year-round, so you can actually use them. Not every park can say that. And did we mention they have a big, beautiful community center? That's where we caught up with Joe. Really nice facility out here. It's been a while since I've been out this way. I mean, I come to Sand Springs sometimes, but specifically this location. How long has uh, this community center been to this level? To me, it seems like there's some pretty new stuff out here. There is. The community center actually is 15 years old. We do a really good job with maintaining it. We operate a little different than most community centers. Or we do a lot of rental spaces, um, and our rentals roll back into the building, and we use that to upkeep the building so it's a better offset for the municipal government. The users of the facility help maintain it. We did move our senior citizens here two years ago after COVID. Um, Their building was shut down for 18 months over COVID, and when we restarted bringing them back, we really wanted to engage with our seniors better and have staffing right on right on hand with them so we moved the senior citizen program to the community center so like today we have a big halloween party going 40 50 seniors here so it really really adds the people and and we always joked that we had two groups of seniors the active seniors and the seniors we've always had a large robust population of 60 plus that come here um, every day play pickleball walk on the track use the weight equipment and why they're friends with the ones that went to the senior citizen center they don't do the same stuff and it's been really cool seeing people that grew up together knew each other worked together even go to church together and now they recreate together where before one was more just having lunch and playing cards and the other one was more physical activities and now they've kind of all blended together so that's that's a really unique thing that happened that we didn't really expect can you tell us about the makeup of case community park i know it's multiple entities involved and that kind of makes it unique yeah it does so uh case community park which makes sense to have the case community center right at the head of the park the front part of the park is now owned by the city of sand springs 
and then you fade into an area that's owned by the Sand Springs Home, who's a huge, huge entity that benefits so many people, and they offer us a great lease on land, and that's where our soccer complex is. And then it's you fade into the Corps of Engineers, and we have a lease with the Corps of Engineers for 100 years, and we maintain the property. They come inspect it. Of course, it's got the levy on it, so it's got that involved in it. And then you go back into the Sand Springs home property again. Um, so all three entities work really well together to maintain a great community park. You mentioned pickleball. Um, we actually did a, an episode on that pretty recently, uh, so that's cool. And Steve, one of the reasons we decided to come here, and that was on the disc golf course? Yes, and, and even you know, with my limited disc golf experience, I recognized right away, okay, this course is a cut above some of the other courses that I've been on. Yeah, um, when Mike Case came in and donated money to the community, $2 million to match $4 million of the BOK refund money that we got from Vision 2025, which threw $6 million into the park, we penciled out a good chunk of change and said, we want to really change disc golf. Most disc golf courses are ran by the Tulsa disc golf community. Parks kind of let them operate in their area. We wanted to really embrace the disc golf community. So we hired a local world champion, um, Avery Jenkins from Oregon, but he lives in Pahuska and he's a world champion disc golfer. So is his mom. We hired them. They came in with Disc Golf Park, designed a new course for us, and um, I'm really proud to say I think we offered some insight to him from talking to disc golfers. You know, they a lot of places move baskets. We said we want two baskets on every hole, so that was really unique, and that's kind of become a trend now in new designs. And he didn't think about that, and I'm like, I want to be able to appeal to the amateur players and the more advanced players on the same hole because I just started playing and I was horrible and all my friends could out throw me and it was no fun to play courses that were outside my range. So I could throw the white basket, they could throw the blue basket, we could play the same holes and then enjoy the, the activities together. And so our disc golf, we, we kind of went above and beyond. What can we do that's different? We did turf tee pads, which helps with the erosion so you don't have the wore out spots. And even with the concrete, it just sets us apart. And so we're really proud of our disc golf course. And it's great because it pairs right next to our BMX course. And, and BMX is interesting. There For the longest time, there was only three BMX tracks in Oklahoma. There was prior I believe more and us. We replaced the track and jinx that was shut down. So in 2000, the track and jinx closed and we opened ours. In that time, Hardesty has opened, which is the national champion world renowned headquarters for BMX, which is six miles away, which I think a lot of people thought might be a detriment to our course being so close. But our course really is a feeder for their program and they feed back to us. We host some pre-national races at our course and a really thriving BMX community, and it's great to see. It's a really, really nice course. They've done some great improvements in the last five years. So there's, you know, bleachers, there's lights, there's concession. It, it's not just a dirt track. You show up and it's a full family environment, which is, if you're not familiar with BMX, amazing because you have dad, mom, son, daughter, that all ride and race because there's categories for everybody. It's really a family sport. We learned a lot about that interviewing the, the folks at, at the headquarters, and it makes sense to me that maybe if they're beginners before they decide to go to the big boys, like, let me go in front of people, they can come out here and kind of learn the chops. Oh, 100%. And our, our BMX group is awesome. They offer free first ride. So if you're interested in BMX, you show up. They don't charge anything. They have bikes. They have gear. You can kind of get your feet wet and so is this something I want to do? And 
I will say if you're a kid that's rode a bike and you get to go on some up and down hills and some bank curves, it's pretty easy to see how the kids can get hooked on it and the parents. I was going to say, do you have an active senior division for, <laughs> for me? Oh, that we, had the, we had the thought, uh, you mentioned the kids, when we went to the BMX headquarters, it's like, man, if this was around when I was a kid, or if Case Community Park had, you know, if this was here when we were kids, might have been different. I mean, that would have been so fun. Yes, and, and so one of our newest things is there'll be a new entrance to our park off Highway 97 that's under construction right now, um, should be open hopefully in the next year. And when that's open, you'll actually enter the park 400 feet from the BMX course. That's been the hardest part of advertising BMX. You see it from Highway 97 going over the bridge, but this park's kind of hard to get into. You you got to go past Rube Crib, you got to go past Walmart, and then it, it's about a mile and a half drive back into the park. And that's going to really change, I think, our park and our usage because you'll be able to enter in right next to Dutch Bros and be able to see what the new shopping district is going in where Chick-fil-A is. That'll be the new entrance to the park, and I really believe that'll be our primary entrance in the future. And it's, a, it's really nice. You come up over the levee, and right there you get to see the river. You get to see softball, BMX, disc golf, and then you can exit. So it'll improve flow, especially for our large events like fireworks and things like that, WSA soccer tournament. Some of the events that bring thousands of people to the park, you can imagine one two-lane road in and out is difficult. It's a nice entrance you've got now, though. Oh, we, we love our entrance. That was um, with the redesign from Case and when we changed the name from River City Park to Case Community Park, we really wanted a grand entrance that you could see from 412. We are Sand Springs. We want to promote Sand Springs to the entire Tulsa Metro. And with the car count going on 412, you want that. And if you haven't seen it lit up at night, it all lights up in green. It's a, it's a gorgeous sign. Being able to showcase that to people driving on 412 and let them know that there is some great quality and recreation in Sand Springs that just draws them in. So You mentioned his name already, but uh, Mike Case mm -hmm. is the case in Case Community Park. How did that relationship develop? I know he's a generous benefactor. We've seen a lot of his stuff at TU. So, uh, but Mike Case grew up in Sand Springs. I don't know if very many people know that. He was a Sand Springs resident growing up. His brother actually helped us do some work and lived here in town for quite a while. So there's been a really strong connection with Mike Case being that he was a Sandite, as they say. And uh, it started with the Case Community Center. He was great. So when this building was built in 2008, everyone knows there was a lovely recession that happened. Building got valued engineered quite a bit. Um, and even after that, we were still short. And so Mike Case and with the previous park director, Grant Drondell, they worked together for a match dollar for dollar. Um, and he ended up matching every dollar that we raised and that ended up furnishing this building. And one of the things when you come in, there's a mogul hanging in the skylight entryway. That was one of the first kind of artworks in Sand Springs that, you know, kind of to add a little art into parks and, and some of those things, so. In those areas out back that you mentioned, the uh, BMX area or disc golf, we are, um, we're still only kind of a few months removed as we record this from the, the big windstorm over the summer. And I know you lost a lot of trees as did, you know, Tulsa and some other areas. What's the plan to kind of get that back where it was? So we've been working on that. It's oddly enough, I've been with Sand Springs for 11 years. Right after I started, we experienced the tornado, mm. and that took out quite a bit of stuff, made a lot of news. Our baseball complex was destroyed, and it got rebuilt by the community with, with us doing all the work. It was really, really cool. Horrible, we lost a bunch of trees, and then three years later, four years later, we hit the flood. 
and the park goes underwater for you know six seven days in the flood of 19 and then we get the windstorm and the windstorm takes down a bunch and so we've lost a lot of trees in this park we're on a mission to kind of reforest case community park um, it's going to sound insane when i say this but we've lost probably 150 to 200 trees in this park alone and that is devastating to hear but being on the riverbank um, we're doing a good job we plant new trees every year we're trying really hard to plant native species back uh, i planted cottonwoods which everybody was like why are you planting cottonwoods um, they're supposed to be seedless cottonwoods don't know if they are or not but they're supposed to be a uh, local nursery here in town had grown them and he donated them to the city we planted them for the main reason we have mating bald eagles in the park. Uh, that's one of the coolest things in our park that people may not even know about. Been here for about 20 years, and they're the same same female. The male is exchanged. They There's a guy that tracks it, Sand Springs Bald Eagles, on Facebook. He does a great, great follow-through every year when eagles are born. He takes pictures of the babies. You know, He'll send videos out when they get their first flight. Uh, those eagles have been in this park forever and they lived through the tornado they lost their nest they lost their baby eaglets they rebuilt um, they watch baseball games they watch soccer games it is if anybody is into eagles it's probably one of the most domesticated pair of bald eagles ever we've had u.s fish and wildlife out and they're fascinated that they will just land in a tree above you uh, Two years ago, they watched the fireworks show till they went off. They landed right above the American flag. How perfect. There's an iconic picture that we took that was uh -huh. like American flag, guy playing the national anthem on the electric guitar, and then the bald eagles land above us. I mean, everyone asked how we cued that, and I'm like, man, they just love Sand Springs. They just want to be a part of the community. So it works out well. Um, we've got some really cool things, but we're right, working hard to reforest this park um, and do – do it justice and not just go plant trees for trees sake but do them the right varieties in the right locations and and get it back to a shaded well riverbanked park i was thinking about you know we highlight some of the big things i want to get back to pickleball in a minute but what are the hidden gems at case community park that people may not know you know um i started my career as a seasonal in park and rec and uh now i'm now i'm the director here i think the hidden gem that i hide is we have the nicest restrooms of any public park and we take a lot of pride in it we tiled the walls we treated them like a residential restroom more than a commercial um, put climate control in every one of them so they're nice and air-conditioned heated um, and we leave it open year-round that is going to sound crazy but that is probably one of the hidden gems and we push really hard to make sure they're cleaned every day and so they're at our splash pad, which is really nice because we have one of the greatest splash pads, lots of shade trees. Um, we have what's called the super splash, which is a big 50 gallon bucket that dumps on kids that everybody loves. There's several of them in the state now, but when we originally built the splash pad, Rotary Club of Sand Springs donated $70,000 to install that feature. And it was the first in this part of the state. And I think there was one other down in Clinton and man, that, that is a cool feature. Um, we do have a great stage and an event area we call the Great Lawn. Uh, we host some concerts down there, movies in the park. This park is really fascinating because there's five playgrounds in it. There's Thunder Court that the Thunder helped donate and logoed the court. We've got sand volleyball. It's kind of funny that we have so many things in this park that 
a smaller town of 20 to 25,000, you know, our service area is probably 35, but we really, in my opinion, have the same level and amenities that you have in a Tulsa or a Broken Arrow or any other of those larger communities. And it's great because it's kind of hidden. So it's never overrun or overused. I'm interested in your pickleball area because we just recently um, interviewed some folks who are opening a newer one on the south side. And we just talked about the phenomenon that is, you know, it's not a new sport, but it's got this new attention on it. Have you seen more and more folks coming out lately? Oh, yes. Um, Four years ago, I redid our tennis courts, and I, I think I was ahead of the curve. I had all our tennis courts marked with pickleball also. So we have four outdoor courts that are pickleball and tennis, but they do not like to be outside. So they have, in, <laughs> they have taken over the gym three days a week. And if, well, three days some week, four days some week, we alternate Sundays. Um, pickleball is a phenomenon, and the great thing is I get to watch it from my office. I have the best job ever. I, I can't lie. I get to be in a park. I work in a community center. I mean, there is nowhere better than to be that. That's your work day. And I look out there and I'll see a 12-year-old playing against a 70-year-old. And I'll see, you know, i got a husband and wife team that play here. And, and I think sometimes they play against each other. But when they pair up, they're pretty tough to beat. And it, it's great to see. And pickleball is really getting a lot of people it's kind of a balancing sport because the way it's played it really makes it fair for lots of people because it doesn't have so much aggression in it that tennis where if you're young and agile and can really get after it it doesn't work that way um, okay. it's really a sport for all ages and makes it fun and fair and when we run about three courts a day and you got to have them. They got a waiting list, and they rotate games, and they manage themselves really, really well. So, pickleball is great to see. We usually end with kind of the future looking. So we talked about the the trees, yeah. but is there is there something else for the future of Case Community Park that you're uh, looking forward to? Pickleball expansion. Uh. <laughs> uh, probably one of the greatest things. I think we're going to redo our disc golf course again, partially because of the damage of the trees. Uh, again, working with a good partner, Sand Springs Home leasing some more land and kind of improve our course and, and do some things we need to do. But other than that, we, other than our great recreation, we're growing our youth sports. Um, we put a lot of heavy emphasis on recreational baseball, softball, soccer. Um, and we have a good partnership with three users and we allow them to foster tournaments, which allow them to grow their competitive side but our agreement with them is we want to provide recreational sports for local residents, local kids, and those groups have grown leaps and bounds. You know, WSA soccer is massive. We host a couple tournaments a year with seven to 8,000 people in the park. Baseball runs the same way in softball. So we're really fortunate with some great users, um, and we just hope to continue to grow that and just really get the word out about Case Community Park. If you're looking for a place to have an event, a stage, a movie, we really have all the amenities of any other community, and we just want the rest of Tulsa Metro to to come see what we have and enjoy our recreation. And, of course, I'm eager to see what they do with this disc golf course expansion. By the way, the baskets have the powder-coated paint job so they don't get all rusty, and they even have an arrow pointing you to the next tee. We say all that to illustrate the attention to detail they bring to stuff at Case Community Park and how they try to bring 
just a little bit extra. And Joe says they can't take credit for the bald eagles, just an accident, but it's still very cool. It'll be interesting to see their next big addition, the new entrance by Highway 97. It's getting close at the time of this recording, Halloween 2023. Skyler, you and I drove by and saw a lot of the concrete for the road has already mm-hmm. been poured. You'll find the original entrance off Wakaira Road right by Highway 412, about a half a mile west of 97. Get out there and check it out. It's a short drive to Sand Springs and well worth it. This has been Full Access OK. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 